My dude. What's up, homie? What up, man? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hey, your head got cut off. There we go. I fixed it. That's much better. <laughs> oh, like my hat, man. Yeah. Some 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 really good graphic designer designed that for me. What I mean, what do you think? I like it. I think it, I think it's I think it's uh crisp, clear, you know, looks good. Looks good, feels good. That's right. That's what matters, man. Well, we uh, we're gonna jump right in. Welcome to the Friday Hot Tag, and I'm Woo! excited about this one. Um, and I don't know. Sometimes J. Cal and I discuss uh, topics a little beforehand, and we have a good idea. I have like a brief idea of some of your thoughts on this, so I'm interested to get in this conversation. But we are talking about the icon Sting making his AEW debut on Wednesday night and he is uh, now signed to a multi-year deal as, as has been publicized with AEW. Uh, he is 61 years old. Um, he has not been uh, in the ring or on TV probably about like five years or so. I know he was, he appeared in WWE uh, back in like 2014, 2015. I don't think he's really done anything much since then. Uh, he was under a Legends contract with them until this past May when he did not re-sign with them. Um, and so he's been a free agent, as people like to say. And uh, now we know he's he's appeared on AEW. He's returned to TNT. I got chills just because of the historical aspect of it. You know, the fact that the last time that wrestling was on TNT was Nitro and it was him and Ric Flair in that last match and you know, it wasn't like the, the greatest match of all time or anything, but it was still, it was still, you know, it, it had weight to it because of what it signified. But so, I mean, Sting's back. J-Cal, what was your reaction when, when all this went down? So I popped very similar to everyone else. I, you know, Steve Borden, the man they call Sting, the stinger, the little stinger inside of here popped hard. But that moment was very passing because as much as I love Sting and as much as the contributions that Steve Borden put into the world of professional wrestling, you said it in the intro, the man is 61 years old. And although, like I said, he for a 61-year-old man, he looks pretty good. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you know, the face paint, the face paint, you don't know. I mean, sure. It, I mean, if I wore a face paint, I'd look good too. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends on what they want to do with them. Uh, you know, a multi-year deal does not make sense to somebody who's living in the moment right here and right now. You know, I'm a big fan of the National Wrestling Alliance. We say that all the time. We talk about that all the time. And I couldn't imagine putting somebody like Sting under a multi-year contract. And, and, and I look at the bottom line, how does that help the company grow? And to me, that's one of those, uh, you know, you, you kind of referenced Turner and, and WCW. This, to me, feels very WCW-ish. You, you put somebody under contract who you certainly, I don't expect to get the an ROI out of. He's not going to go and put your five-star matches on. Hell, he'll be lucky if he even gets in the ring once or twice. I just don't see him being able to impact, no pun intended, the AEW bottom line. And, and this seems more to me like a vanity move. Like, oh, hey, look, we have this legendary wrestler, but, you know, he is way past his prime. He's not going to be able to get in the ring and do what he's to do. 
Agree. I mean, I agree with that. Um, I I think I'm a little more optimistic uh, just because, you know, I, I, it is interesting to me because AEW, I mean, look at look at who's on their payroll. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Jake the Snake Roberts, now Sting. You know, I mean, these are all guys that, you know, we looked at when we were kids, like growing up and um, they, you know, AEW obviously has a massive amount of respect for the history of pro wrestling and things like that. Um, Sting does not fit into the mold of the other names I just mentioned because those guys are clearly retired. There's no chance, you know, you, you may see. Arn Anderson do the one-off, you know, spine buster or something, but he's not, he, he's not getting booked for a match. You know what I mean? They're, they're not the rock and roll express. Like they're, they're out of their prime. They have no intention of wrestling, but then you got Sting who, who comes in on Wednesday night and, you know, by all appearances, looks like he might be ready to, <laughs> to jump in the ring. So we don't know. And, and we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I did like the exchange with him and Darby Allen. That was something that hadn't really directly crossed my mind until that moment. And I was like, oh, so I don't know if they're going to work together or have some kind of feud or something like that. But, um, you know, it's 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 interesting. And it's crazy, too, to think about, you know, all the names I just mentioned. Those are guys that were active when Sting first started. You know, I mean, he wrestled those guys. Yeah. And they're over here, you know no offense but they're over here looking like like my uncle or something and here comes sting who's looking like he's ready to take on cody you know what i mean and it's like the 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 contrast there but you know i I, i'm interested to see as you said what that multi-year deal looks like how they're going to make it lucrative obviously it's lucrative to to them right now uh they sold more t-shirts than they ever have in one day um, on ProWrestlingTees.com of that Sting AEW t-shirt. Oh, hold, hold on, though. Hold on, though, because, look, man, I'm Tony Khan, and I could literally go buy a thousand shirts of one wrestler or a million shirts of one wrestler, and it's not really going to impact my bottom dollar, my bottom line, and then give those away at wrestling shows. I mean, there's a sense of transparency that I don't feel like is being legitimate. I mean, they said 24 hours when they posted that and, and it hadn't even been 24 hours since his debut. So it's like, wait, so how long have you been selling the shirts for? Would you, was there, was there like a, a secret that no one knew that those shirts went on sale like, you know, eight hours beforehand. I mean, I, I just don't know if I trust the transparency. I don't know if I trust, you know, pro wrestling tees is their official store. I mean, how are those numbers even verifiable? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, if the WWE shop zone says, hey, we just sold more Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts than we've ever sold before, I'm like, I, I don't buy it. Well, why? Because he showed up one night on TV? I, I'm i usually not this pessimistic, and maybe it's just the week that I've had. But I'm like, no, nah, I call BS on this, and I call BS on all of it. But uh, let's keep J. going. J. Cal's Wrestling Conspiracy Corner over here. I love We're, it. We'll call it Ringanon. <laughs> well, you know, we've we've... Each of us has a, uh, a, you know, a merch shop for our for our respective brands. So maybe we'll do the same thing. We'll inflate some numbers. And we'll we'll create a we'll create a buzz. Oh my gosh, we just sold more more. This is pro wrestling t-shirts. And <laughs> we never it was we never sold <laughs> we, we never sold this many Alliance blog shirts before. It was one. 
<laughs> well, you got to make a graphic. You got to put it out there. You got to let it yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, all that aside, you know, it, it's it's a big moment regardless for wrestling. I think it, as you mentioned, it is. I don't want to say tainted. I am. I'm still excited, but there is kind of a, a, a you know, a, a little asterisk here where it's like multi-year deal. What's Sting going to be doing in AEW in 2023? You know what I mean? Like, you know, three years from now. Um, is that going to be a backstage role? Is he, I mean, I, from what I've seen, um, you know, Tony Khan's obviously really excited about it, but Tony Khan's a wrestling fan like me. I'd be excited if I signed Sting to a multi-year deal too. Right. You know? So, uh, but they, the, the word on the street, I guess, is that he's going to be on screen and he's going to be, uh, not necessarily in in the ring, in feuds and things like that, but he's going to be a recurring character, I guess, so to speak. And I don't know if that's, you know, in a managerial sense or if he's going to be, I mean, this is pro wrestling. It's got to be, he's got to be aligned with somebody or he's got to wrestle, right? I mean, it's not, you can't, <laughs> he can't just be like an antagonist that comes out and <laughs> talks every once in a while. Like you got to have a payoff. This is pro wrestling. Well, um, and, can I just say a few things? Yeah. Something that, that's been on my mind. Ever since this announcement, like I, I, I went back and, and thought about my favorite years of Sting. And that's, of course, the beach Sting, the Stinger, you know, the multicolored face paint, the the blonde hair, you know, even the even the pig's tail in the back. That's the guy. See, that's Sting to me. And yeah. so when I, think, when I think of that guy, you know, he was fun-loving. He was there. He was he was the voice of the fans, and I mean he was supportive of his of his guys. Like he was there in Luger's corner when Luger wrestled for that for the world's title. I mean he helped form the dudes with attitude, and and the Sting that was in the Raptors at Starcade '97, you know, spearing or uh, peering down on Hulk Hogan. That was somebody who was fighting an army. He had a cause. Now, I get it. I'm not super familiar with AEW storyline and what's going on right now, but, like, uh, he just randomly showed up. I don't feel like um, – it didn't feel like there was this invasion angle going on or that, you know, that, that that something was happening that really beckoned him to all of a sudden show up. They, they started advertising winter is coming, and all of a sudden winter is steam. So I, I don't really get the connection. I don't understand it. And then for him to come out and, and – and, I mean – Again, what's the angle with Cody? What's the angle with Darby? If his role is to be there to, to kind of uh, mentor Darby Allen, and maybe they tag team once or twice before he goes full like uh, Sting Part 2, then you know what? Maybe I'm good with that, and maybe I'm totally yeah. fine with that. But if the idea is like, you know, it's like an arms race. Why did we get this nuclear missile? Is it a deterrent? Because I don't feel like, I, I just don't see what the point is yet. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, wrestling is a business and that that's the thing, you know, we, we have to look at it that way. And sometimes business decisions are made uh, without the best, you know, you know, foresight, thinking things through all the way. And I think, you know, there's a possibility here that uh, he let his legends contract expire. He's been talking to Tony Khan. Maybe he can get, you know, close to what WWE was paying him. I don't, I don't know what those Legends contracts are. I mean, basically, I think it just means that they can sell his, his merchandise and make money off of him because um, he wasn't appearing on TV or doing anything. Um, but, you know, maybe it was an enticing offer and 
you know, it's like, well, this is Sting, can't pass this up. So, you know, I, I don't even know if they've thought <laughs> past this debut. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I would like to hope they have. Um, you know, the only angle that I can think of to 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 respond to what you're saying is, you know, Darby Allen's the TNT champion. Maybe Sting thinks that he's got some kind of entitlement to that because of his years on TNT. I don't know. But even that is kind of a little bit of a like eye roll that I'm supposed to believe that a 61 year old Sting cares about a brand new championship title. You know what I mean? Like that, that even that is a little, little much of a stretch for me um, in terms of like buying into the storyline. So, you know, it's, it just happened and uh, we'll see where they take it. But, you know, it's, it's, as I said, it's still a big deal in the wrestling world. We got Sting. Presumably he's going to be on our TV screens, you know, on a regular basis, which is kind of cool. And um, I just, I hope it makes more sense than it does in this moment. <laughs> I hope that soon it kind of things, things come to light, but. And, and I'll be the first person to admit when I'm wrong. Okay, if, if they're able to pull something entertaining and profitable and something that makes sense storyline, I'll be the first one to apologize to Mr. Tony Khan and to Steve Borden and anyone else who I need to apologize to. Just in the interim, I, I don't get it. And maybe, maybe I'm part of the problem, right? Maybe I'm the aging demographic that's being forced out of pro wrestling. I just don't get it. And I, you know, I want to like Sting. I want to see Sting wrestle, but I also understand the reality of that, you know, he did compete in the WCW for many, many years, he competed in Jim Crockett promotions for many, many years. He competed in Impact. You know, when many people thought he might have been past his prime, he still competed in Impact at a high level. And then he came to WWE and it just didn't look good. I mean, I think Seth Rollins nearly ended his life let alone career and now we've got for all intents and purposes a 61 year old man who's done everything he he needs to do in the world of professional wrestling he has nothing to prove to anybody at this point and he did everything his way and now he's coming in to do what exactly you know i just feel like you know when, when tony khan signed uh you know, Mark Calloway at this point, would he bring The Undertaker in just to have The Undertaker in? I mean, at some point, these childhood icons of ours who've aged out of professional wrestling should be able to stay out of wrestling. And, I, you know, again, I don't blame Steve Borden for going after the money, and I don't blame Tony Khan for signing him. I just, just doesn't make sense. Like, at least with Arn Anderson, you could see him as a manager. With Tolly Blanchard, you could see him as a manager. Can you really picture Sting out there week in and week out <laughs> yelling at Darby Allen? Okay, put him in the Scorpion Deathlock now. That's it, man. You got it. You're going to win this match. That's not the character. That's not the, the persona. It just, it's it's uh, it's just out of character for me, and I, yeah, I don't get it. That, that would be in character for this guy. It sure would. Absolutely. So, uh, you know. I don't know. Maybe we see a return of of, of uh, beach bod, beach bodybuilder sting. What if that? What if that's what they do with Darby Allen? They they just full on go <laughs> that face paint, and he's he's now the new stinger. I I'm all yeah. for that. You got yeah, me on that one. It becomes a transition where he just starts telling him like, "Hey, I know what you need to do," and then then it just shows him like getting haircuts, <laughs> getting the flat top, the bleach going in there. You know, God, that'd be great. Oh, neon man. face paint yeah but 
yeah i mean you know in, in true wrestling fashion i'll say uh we'll see you know where they're sure. with it. um i i'm definitely with you i mean sting you know this version of sting is not gonna stand in the corner and coach somebody with a clipboard like arn anderson it just doesn't oh it doesn't. But, but could he please especially with the clipboard because also now now you're getting me back into it now now i think i'm in he's got a clipboard and I'm to in. answer your to answer your earlier question yes tony khan would sign mark calloway right now if he could like he's again he's he's a fan just like us he just has like tons of money and runs a promotion so uh do you just kind of does whatever he wants but do you remember john tolos coming in to manage mr perfect uh in mr perfect's initial run in the wwe i don't know okay john tolos uh he was like uh before like the big era of wwe before you know the national uh outreach of professional wrestling you know that's back when jim crocker promotions was still kind of on the east coast wwe you know ran its area in la we had a viable market the um they used to call it the NWA Hollywood, um, not not Dave Marquez's NWA Hollywood, but before that. And there was a great wrestler, Canadian-born Jim Tolos, the Golden Greek, uh, or excuse me, John Tolos. Jim was his brother, and he he was a great wrestler. Uh, him and Freddie Blassie had feuds all over Southern California, blood feuds. Great draw, great wrestler. They brought him in to manage Mister Perfect, and they put him literally in sunglasses, a, a cap. Gave him a whistle and a clipboard. You couldn't even tell it was John Tolis at this point. There was no reason to even bring him in. It was just a guy named the coach. Kerouac says coach was the worst. That's what they need to do with Sting. Put him with sunglasses, a ball cap, a clipboard, and a whistle, and I'm on board. I'm, I'm buying all the T-shirts. Let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's not what the, the current T-shirt looks like. So <laughs> maybe, but maybe that's a ploy that they can make more T-shirts and sell them out in 24 hours. I don't know. 24 because Tony yeah. Khan buys them all up. Listen, Tony, <laughs> Tony, if you're watching, J-Cal, you need to email J-Cal those numbers. He wants to see the spreadsheets. He wants to see the sales. He wants to verify. We're, I'm going to need I'm gonna need the profit and loss statement, okay? <laughs> I'm going to need their uh, sales to date before Steam came in and after Steam came in. I'm going to need all the details. We're going to have to verify every address, every order, that it's an actual person. It's not a... You know, just a smoke screen. So. I'm not counting P.O. box orders. Those are fraud. <laughs> Those are fraud. Absolutely. Those are fraud. <laughs> Tony Khan is trying to steal this election. Sale. I mean, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to steal wrestling. That's what it is now. He's just trying to steal wrestling. I, I promise you, I am not drunk right now. I don't know what's going on. This has been, this has probably been my most favorite conversation we've had. And there's three people watching. Hey. Listen, this is what we do, man. We're just talking. We, You and I are just, we're, we're going to talk about wrestling if people watch or not. We just figure, hey, we'll open it up. And if anybody wants to watch us, that's cool. We, Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, th- we'll hit on this really quick, moving away from Sting. But we've also got, and, and uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I haven't thought about how Sting might in, in, impact, no pun intended, the storyline of the AEW Impact crossover. Um, he's got a history and impact, as you mentioned earlier. Um, does that become, I think Scooby mentioned it a minute ago yeah. in the chat. Does yeah. that become a, a factor? You know, that's a question. I mean, this whole thing is crazy to me. And 
I'm kind of surprised we didn't decide to make this our topic, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of time to talk about this down the road. But the idea that Tony Khan is now working with Anthem, I mean, that's that's a baller move. That is an extremely baller move. And what is the residual effects that's going to have on all of wrestling? Because remember, Anthem Sports, I mean, they're not nobody. They have right. networks. They own TV stations. They bought access so that they could put impact on it. I mean, that's yeah. that's a baller move in and of itself. But now you've got two ballers going at it. And they're, they're, they, they, they have the AEW Championship coming to impact. We'll have to wait to see what's going to happen on Tuesday. But I mean, I'm... I'm I'm more, way more excited to see what happens with that. And as somebody who's more or less a fringe fan, you know, I'm 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 more of a sorry, my I'm more of a fringe fan uh, of AEW and Impact. I'm looking to see what's going to happen with that. Like that to yeah. me. Okay, okay, you got my attention, well, Tony. You got me. Well, and and I can assume uh, probably that Impact on Tuesday night is going to have the highest numbers it's had in a while for sure um, i mean you're taking that whole aew audience you've got a brand new champion i mean that's 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 a pretty big deal i mean kenny omega finally wins the title um it's been kind of a long time coming and what's the first thing he does is he puts over impact i mean it's like it's kind of crazy man so it, we'll, we'll see how that never, up. he never worked for impact before right like that's that's new territory right if he did to, uh, my understanding is that's a Don Callis thing. So he's got the connection with Callis from New Japan, um, and then Don Callis is is big over there in Impact. So he's stealing Kenny, so to speak. I guess is kind of the storyline there. But my 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 thought is that I don't think, or, or that I do think that Sting could potentially play a part in that. Now, obviously, they put him in front of Darby Allen, and they're working that angle right now. But, you know, the question in my mind is, is there potential for Sting to play a part in this AEW versus Impact storyline? Oh, we lost Jake out. Um, but I was just saying, you know, is, is Sting going to play a part just because of his history with Impact in this storyline with AEW and Impact? Maybe he shows up on Impact as an AEW representative. I don't know. Something like that. But I don't know where Jake out went. He must have lost connection. But, uh, but yeah, there he is. All right. Just in time to wrap it up. It's fine, man. I was just talking. My, just talking my, my... my phone literally overheated. <laughs> that conversation was so hot. My phone overheated. I have it wow. sitting on the back of it right now. That's the Friday hot tag. We didn't just call it that. We didn't just call it that for a brand name. No, it's it's literally hot. This conversation. Um, well, well, just wrapping up. What I was saying was, uh, I do wonder if Sting's going to play a part in that. Just with his history with Impact, I know they've got a position with Darby right now. They they made that very clear. Um, but if there is some kind of long form story between AEW versus Impact, whatever, you know, does Sting become? almost an ambassador for AEW or something like that, you know, for TNT. I, I don't know. Um, but again, like he's been with the company for two days. Like I'm supposed to believe he's like has allegiance, even though he worked at impact for years. So there's like a weird, you know, thing with that, but 
you know, that could, that's a potential too, that where he could, you know, he's not necessarily fighting, but maybe he shows up and, and, you know, becomes a character like that. I don't know. I think it would be very interesting just to see what happens next. I mean, there's so much storyline that can happen. There's, and that's, like I said, I could be wrong. You know, my, my initial hesitance of, of this could be totally off, but uh, like I said, Let's wait and see before we jump to conclusions. On the surface right now, I don't care for it. I don't think it's a big deal. Well, I think it's a big deal, but I don't think it's a smart business decision. But I can eat my words in two weeks, man. Well, J-Cow, the the lower you keep your expectations, the less likely you are to be disappointed. And you're a wrestling fan who has learned that, I can see. Uh, so I think you're you're on the right track. I've been covering the NWA for 14 years, man. Of course I know how to lower my expectations. I've been a Braves fan for 38, so I'm with you, buddy. I'm, oh, uh, Angels fan for 40, bro. We're <laughs> we're in the same book, man. <laughs> you know, wrestling fans, we're we're a special bunch. If if you've stuck with wrestling for as long as we have, you've just grown accustomed to to everything. You know how to live with disappointment. Yeah, yeah. You've seen you've seen the the peaks and valleys, and uh, <laughs> you're you know the the cynicism is well earned. So, um, all right, well. We'll wrap it up. That's another Friday hot tag. Uh, J. Cal, what you got coming up this week? So, of course, we're even though that there's been a change, there won't be a new primetime live for the rest of the year. We'll still be doing the pre-party Tuesday at, uh, what is that, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern or 2? Wow, my brain's not working. 5 p.m. Eastern, Five. 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you know, we'll and we'll go ahead uh go live right before um nwa shockwave and i'm very curious to see what they're going to come out with because i know that uh there's only a handful of matches that were recorded at primetime live for the nwa so i'm very curious to see what this show ends up becoming i know it's a short run but we'll be there on tuesday to get you ready for it and we'll be talking about what happens on thursday cool well uh as as you know we have kind of undergone a rebrand if you're watching this you can see the logo there at the top uh but we are now called this is pro wrestling and that's just to expand our horizons a little bit into some of these other promotions like uwn that jay cow just mentioned and you know, AEW impact i mean it seems like the perfect time now that all the promotions are just overlapping um that we do that so uh but we will be live as always on sunday night at eight o'clock um talking about all things wrestling from the week and then we have moved our tuesday show to wednesday so we're on from wednesday uh on wednesday from six to eight eastern uh right before dynamite so kind of the, not necessarily the Dynamite pre-show because we're covering everything, but uh, we'll be talking. It's kind of your midweek wrestling roundup where we talk about, um, you know, uh, Ring of Honor, which I'm the most excited about right now. If you've been watching, that's that's like I, I'm all in with Ring of Honor right now. Um, Ring of Honor. We'll talk about uh, whatever happens on this Impact story with Kenny Omega. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about MLW and. WWE if there's anything to talk about but so your midweek wrestling roundup Wednesday 6 to 8 Eastern um, and then yeah that's that's kind of our new schedule it's 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 weird to be on that early I'm used to being like uh, I know you're used to being on earlier in the afternoon but we're, we're usually going until like midnight so it's kind of weird <laughs> to be like yeah, it's daytime you know so go eat, but, uh, go eat supper when you're done 
I know it's crazy, but J.Cal, a pleasure as always. Uh, be interesting to see where all this thing stuff lands, and if it really, really turns out to be awesome, I will be the first to say that you were wrong, and then you can be the second <laughs> to say that you were wrong. But no, I hope you are wrong, and I know that you hope you're wrong too. Oh, for um, sure. That it turns out great for everyone. But thanks everyone for joining. Thanks to everyone who was live in the chat, um, and we will see you next Friday for another edition of the Friday Hot Tag. See you at the matches. <laughs>